Welcome to the new Stars of the Podcast, where we find out all about the artists and what inspires them. I think you'll find it very interesting and a lot of fun. In a place where unsigned singers, songwriters, and musicians can be found. New Stars of the Podcast, hosted by Neil Clark. All the way from El Paso, Texas, please welcome John Paul. How you guys doing, guys? Glad to be on here. Welcome to New Stars of the Podcast. Um... You've been born and raised in Beverly, Massachusetts, and started singing singing at the age of five and sprouted your talent into singing, songwriting, and being a musician. So who and what inspires your writing? Well, uh, well growing up, uh, my dad was a huge fan of 80s rock and still is to this day. Uh, he's a, his biggest, you know, most favorite band is uh, Iron Maiden. And uh, growing up to that, we used to listen to it on day tracks. We used to listen to it on CDs. And it was very inspiring, you know, because through time, I grew an ear for it, not just as uh, as a listener, but as somebody wanting to be a singer and was very inspired by the vocal styles of Bruce Dickinson and groups of Metallica, James Hetfield, so on and so forth, which gave me, I guess you could say, the vocal styles I have today. You're a young man with heaps of charisma and the love for God. Do you write songs about God, Jesus, or about the earth? Yes, sir. I actually have a couple songs. I believe that uh, the songs that we have on here today, there's a song that we're going to play today called Changes. And if you don't mind, I can go ahead and give you the backstory to that song. Yes, please do. Okay. So the backstory to that song is my view of Jesus or God talking to us as we stray away from him. Basically, the lyrics have stated, I know you want me and I know you need me. There's a fire burning inside. So if you want me, come and find me. Try to escape from your plight. Basically, it's saying you've been running for so long, but I know you want you. You want me. You want to want me there. Mm-hmm. You want you want me to be a part of you. Well, fight through what you have to get to me because I've never given up on you. Wow. And the chorus states every day you wake up hoping will this finally be the end to all the madness inside your head. Praying for strength, not weakness, to be the best that you can. Make a change for the better, because I know that you can. Every single day we wake up and we struggle. We struggle whether it's financially, whether it's with just life problems in general, with family, with work. We struggle some way. And we want that to end. We want to feel free. We want to feel relieved. And that's why it says, make a change for the better, because I know that you can. Basically, God's saying, you're going to do it. Because I believe in you and I've never given up on you. And the fight is not over yet. You've got another passion, haven't you? And what would that be? Well, you have another passion because some things are very close to your heart. Um, yes. Like suicide. Yes. Do you wanna, that is a very Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. Um, well, my, my views on suicide are, go pretty deep, actually, because... You know, I've I've lost a couple friends to suicide, which I'm pretty sure we all have lost a friend here or there or a family member to suicide. And for those that have been through that same thing that I've been through, it's you to know that you're not alone is a big relief. And those people will never be forgotten. They will always be remembered for the good and even the bad things that they've done. But they will re- be remembered for the genuine person that they were. And. One song that I, I don't have on here today, it's called Life Won't Wait, But God Will. And it's about a good friend of mine who back in high school passed away because of bullying. And she she even stated that in the suicide note, basically that 
there was no hope for her because no one was going to stop the bullying. Mm-hmm. And basically that song basically states in the lyrics that even though she's gone, we still have to stay strong. We still have to fight on and we still have to carry on mm-hmm. through all of that. And for those, like I've said on my YouTube channel before, for those that need somebody, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. You know, I'd rather hear your story. I'd rather hear what you need to vent mm-hmm. than have to read it back as a eulogy. Absolutely. And that that's just my view on suicide. I feel like there's other ways out of it, and a lot of people might disagree with me, but there are survivors of suicide that will agree. Do you think that mental health is not receiving the complete understanding and support that it needs? Because it seems to me that it's still very much the elephant in the room. Well, that's a great question. I I believe, me personally, I believe that um, mental health is something that a lot of people struggle with today and still struggle even back then till now. It's still a thing. It's still a big factor. And it, like you said, it needs to be addressed properly. And no, I don't believe that it's being addressed properly. I believe that nowadays people pass it off as just another phase in somebody's life. Mm. But... To understand what that person's going through, you have to step in their shoes. Mm-hmm. But to step into somebody's shoes means that you have to take on the responsibility of that person that carries in that sh- in those shoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just think that we have to address it a little bit stronger, but we have to ch- address it with understanding and compassion. Mm-hmm. Not just saying it's a medical thing, but has anybody ever really sat down and said, hey – what are you going through? Let's really talk about it. And if it's something that you feel like we can fix, then let's try to fix it before we take the next step of highly medicating somebody or locking them up and letting them be with their own thoughts. Because most of the time, people that have depression, have anxiety, they do not like to be alone. Hmm. And that's one thing that I I just, I've seen it face to face. I've seen it firsthand that it can affect many people in negative ways. But if dealt right, it can affect people in the most positive aspects. Mm. So that, that's my view on that. Do you think there's more support, more mental health workshops, um, talk groups? Do you think there's there should be more to, to more of these kind of things to get people to talk, open up a bit? Yes, I do. I believe that, you know, we have – how do I explain this? We have events – you know, music fundraisers for uh, a lot of things like world hunger. We have uh, what's another big cause? We have uh, sex trafficking and so on and so forth. Mm. But as a lot of people don't seem to understand, mental uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, can you repeat it one more time? Mental um, mental. Oh, man. <laughs> just uh, struggling with mental problems and depression mm. and stuff. I, it's another thing that needs to be shown and if we can raise money to have groups come out and perform for that cause to allow people to have we have rehabs for people that do drugs well why don't we have people that are trying to go back to being normal and trying to get out of a fearful way of trying to talk to somebody and being not being judged yeah why can't we fight for that why can't we have big concerts fundraisers specifically for that shall i shall i give you a little um insight into that yes i would love to hear an insight on that because from my own personal experience with mental health and from 
my previous employer. If they can't see it, there's nothing wrong with you. If yes. you break your leg, it's in a plaster cast. If you've had an operation, it's because you've been in hospital. If you have a near or a mental breakdown or a nervous breakdown, can't see that. Yes. You're not going to wrap your head in the bandage. And this is the problem, I think. If you can't see it, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Yep. That's my take on it. That's a, it's a very good view on it because, you know, in a lot of situations we think if we can't see it, then we can't believe it. That's right. But sometimes seeing isn't always believing. No. Sometimes the word, keyword here, in my opinion, is the word faith. Going off of faith. Mm-hmm. going and believing on something that you can't see. The funny part is, like, we see, we believe that we have oxygen and we can breathe it, but do we actually see it? No. Just like <laughs> we say we have a brain, but we can't see it because it's inside of our skull. Doesn't mean it's not there. Exactly. So a lot of people think that you have to see it. Well, the simplest thing sometimes is stuff that you cannot see mm. in the physical form. You've got a video. YouTube for this awareness? Yes, uh, right now I'm releasing a cover for the song In the End by Linkin Park. Uh, For those that know, and for those that don't know, Chester Bennington passed away I'm going to say roughly a year or two ago from suicide. And to this day, people do not realize how much that man struggled. Mm -hmm. And But if you listen closely to the lyrics, he's crying out. But no one took it that way. Everyone took it as it's a great, it's going to be a number one hit. This is a song I could hear on the radio, or this song came out in rock band, or this song, you know what, I'm jamming in the car. But if you really sat down and read those lyrics, you'd understand mm. the pain that this gentleman went through. Mm. And basically, the cover that I'm going to be releasing, hopefully by Monday the latest, is In the End by Lincoln Park, which it's a big hitter. Everybody knows it. And it's just I just want to share an awareness to that, because at the end of the video... Hopefully, we're going to have a uh, the hotline number for suicide, basically saying, if you have problems, if you need somebody to talk to, call this number. Mm-hmm. Because this is a very serious matter that we need to deal with. What's your um, YouTube address? My YouTube is uh, www.youtube.com slash John Paul A-T-N. A as in Apple, T as in Tennessee, and N as in Net. So that's youtube.com forward slash John Paul. That's J O N Paul forward slash A T N. Alpha Tango so, November. Uh, capital J O N, capital P A U L. So those are together. Both mm-hmm. words are together. Then A T N is also together. So all of it is together. Okay. So Just certain, certain letters are capitalized. So we've got that out there now, John. Appreciate you. Thank you very much, Now, Excellent. And at the age of 10, your first instrument was the saxophone. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. So tell me about this magical time. Oh, man. Uh, well, a good way to explain it was uh, I was barely in elementary school at the time, and I was taking saxophone lessons. And there's a story that follows this. For me, I love the saxophone because one song particularly, and everyone laughs when I say this, the song Careless Whispers by George Michaels cool. was the reason why I wanted to play saxophone. Really? Just because of yes. uh, 
George Michael's Careless Whispers. Yes, and uh, hinting, uh, air quotations, hinting that there might be another uh, cover releasing soon of a quarantine cover of uh, Careless Whispers, but I don't want to say anything. <laughs> All right, okay. Are you going to play cal- um, the saxophone again? Uh, you know what? It was it was a good instrument, but it's a very expensive instrument, if I can be completely honest. And it's a very sexy instrument, not just because it of what well, it doesn't look like anything, but this, the tunes it comes out with is very, very sexy, seductive. Yes, um, I agree. Be- smoking. I had yes, I had a very good friend of mine who was in a band of me. He played sa- a saxophone as well, and that was one of his favorite instruments to play. And we had this saying, you know, you got to respect the phone to get the saxophone. You know, the, yeah. it's, it's a corny little saying that we came up with. But uh, anyway, back on topic. I apologize. Um, so when we were doing the lessons, uh, my my music teacher told me that told me and my parents that I had an ear for music. It wasn't just, oh, he's playing the notes by the music. He's not playing the notes by taps. He's picking it up by ear, which I guess told my parents that I was meant for more than just a saxophone. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, times get tough and you can't afford things. And I had to drop out. And uh, that led to later finding out that the reason why I was so good at hearing, you know, reading music and listening, listening and picking things up by ear was because I was actually going blind. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. No one does until it's out in the open. Um. So throughout the years, I've had surgeries as in cataract and LASIK and both of my both of my eyes. Until this day, I still wear glasses with bifocals. Okay. But the doctor said that's what heightened my senses, being my hearing, which allowed me to pick things up by ear. Sometimes I could just close my eyes, grab my guitar, and, and pick something up for that specific reason. So how did your parents react to your teachers telling you uh, or saying that your son's got a gift? of music i mean how did your parents react well that's a good question you know i've never really asked them that question but uh if i could go off of what i think i think they found it baffling but at the same time a true blessing Mm. they must have done and they must have done because it's knowing now i didn't know i didn't know about your sight problems uh yes before this interview and now it's all coming together. Your parents must have been a shocked, b jubilating <laughs> inside, and thankful um, to their beliefs. Yes. At the same time, thinking, "Crikey, where are we going to get money for our <laughs> son to learn to play music?" Yeah, you know, and the funny part is, is that um, uh, probably later on in the interview, uh, you're probably, I'm most likely are going to ask me about my very first guitar and stuff. No. But, no? No. Okay, so, (laughs) (laughs) my first guitar was given to me by my grandmother, actually, as a birthday present. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she, she was the one that kind of inspired me by giving me that instrument. But throughout the years, I've done more than one instrument. I've taken, I've taken vocal lessons, I've taken piano lessons i've taken drum lessons but for some reason the one instrument that stuck to me to this day is always going to be my guitar and my vocals now your grandmother gave you that uh, guitar in the summer of 2009 correct um so what's the musical connection between you and your grandmother you know 
I wouldn't say a connection, but I guess she saw that I wanted to do something like that. And I would always borrow people's guitars to play mm. shows and stuff. And I didn't have one of my own. And I'm guessing that she saw that and she saw the drive that I wanted to do. And and she handed me one of the greatest gifts I've had so far that I still have to this day. Three years later, you and your family moved to El Paso, Texas. That is correct. So being a young child things impact on a child when when they move yes so how did you feel about moving uh to be 100 percent with you now i was a bit relieved actually and i'll tell you a little bit why um me personally i am a victim of bullying i uh have had myself put in a cast on my neck because someone tried to put my head in the toilet i have been beaten up in school i have been uh, close to being jumped by people. Um, and at the time, we were around the areas of the Bloods and Crips. That's where we used to live. And uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for my parents for moving because I don't know if I would be doing music right now or even being alive at this moment if we hadn't had moved. That's that's quite a thing, isn't it? To be... <laughs> to be... Now, was the bullying because of... Um, your eyesight or was it because of anything or something else? Uh, well, here's the thing is supposedly I'm a, I'm a very outgoing person, but sometimes I don't know when to stay quiet being, I like to make friends with everybody, even when friends don't want to make friends with me. <laughs> and, um, on top of that, it was because of my weight and because of my vision. So it was a whole whammy of, uh, reasons. So you as a Billy No Mates, yeah. a square peg in a round hole, and kids can be the most cruelest of creatures. Very much so. You've had a real ordeal, haven't you? Growing up, you've had a real ordeal, but you've been blessed with such a, a gift. And, you know, that was one of the main reasons why I started playing music, was basically to tell people that they're not alone. And that things do happen to people and we can relate sometimes mm. and showing people that I want to make a difference in their life. I want to be the reason why they smile, mm. get out of depression, the reason why they put down that knife to themselves, the reasons why they don't end their lives and the reason why they can get through another day. Yeah, because me, me being a bully victim, I know how it feels to feel worthless at sometimes to feel unappreciated by other people you know and with that being said that's that's one of the main reasons why i became a musician well you keep doing it sunshine you keep doing it <laughs> i wasn't planning on ending it unless uh someone forcefully made me do it and even then i wasn't going to go down fighting without well, a fight absolutely well we're going to take a break here now and we're going to play your first song which fits in quite nicely actually to what you've you've said about your eyesight being almost you know partially sighted you being bullied as a, as a young child and this song i've chosen and i didn't even know here we go but i didn't even know what we was going to be talking about um today well, i didn't know about you being bullied i didn't know about your eyesight do you know what the first song i've chosen to play is called changes how ironic is that i hope they enjoy it well I certainly will.
images that you see They become reality Just forces speaking Blasphemy, yeah Every day you wake up open With a smile in the air To all the menace inside your head Praying for strength now witness To be the best you can Make a change for the better I know that you Changes by John Paul. John Paul is uh, with me right now. It's it's not often a song gives me goosebumps, um, but I have to say this one has. You've got great vocals, that. great vocals, fantastic guitar work, plucking those strings. <laughs> I couldn't Thank believe you. it. Do you know what? I must have listened to this song half a dozen times whilst in bed. And, I appreciate that. And. Um, the way you are, I thought that is the the last time I heard something like that was back in 1970. But it was it was absolutely amazing. How, I appreciate that. How do you do it? You know, when it comes to to writing and and playing certain things, a lot of the times when writing guitar solos specifically for myself, it's by feel and feeling the moment that you're in with that song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I didn't even believe I had the ability to do that. And I tested my strengths. I never gave up, and I proceed to do the same thing over and over again. But the song's all about making change. Correct, and not being afraid to make that change. So where did the idea come from to write this song about change? Well... The song, again, was a, was written with another friend of mine, and we wrote it, and he, he gave me that, that riff, that da-na, 
And when you play it heavy, a lot of people have said, wow, that sounds a lot like Godsmack. That sounds like this and that. But the thing is, it the song is meant to be a punch to the face, be a, I guess you could say air quotes, balls to the wall type song. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just, the song was basically about God's point of view towards us, about coming mm-hmm. back to him. And sometimes with music, music is magical. And sometimes the way it's played is meant to send a message through each section of the song. Mm-hmm. And I think on that one part that you were talking about in the solo, it's just, it's a relief. You know how fast a person can play, but it's also how fast you can move through life and move through goods and bads. And it's just, the song itself was when we first wrote it was just meant to be that punchy, punchy rock song. But over time, I guess as I got older and uh, I started looking more and reading into the Bible and going to church and stuff, I started realizing what the song really meant to me. Mm-hmm. And it stands that through everything that you've gone through, through the negatives, through the positives, he's always there with you. And coming back to him feels so much harder because you feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he tells us that we're meant to, we're meant to fail because we're humans. Mm-hmm. But he will always accept us back because he made us to be imperfect people. Mm. And that's basically what that song is from my point of view. To other people, it might just be a fighting song. It might be an uplifting song. But to me specifically, that's what that song is interpreted through my eyes. That's amazing. Thank you. So how much time do you spend writing music? (laughs) Um, That's a good question. I'll be honest with you, 100% honest. I mean, I'll, I'll play Cause what I do mainly is I make covers for YouTube. So I'll be practicing ways to um, change up the song to sound more like my style or trying to get the best interpretation of that person that sometimes I veer away from my original music. And the only time that I really do write, and I'll be honest with you now, is going to be during situations in my life that just inspires me. You know, mm-hmm. like when I wrote the song, a song called um, The Longest Days, uh, about six, seven years ago this year, uh, my brother passed away, my older brother. I'm sorry. And um, it's okay, you know. We learn over time to, it doesn't get any easier, but we learn to live without them being around us. Hmm. But they'll never be forgotten. And in scripture, I believe it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So... We go off of that, and we know where my brother is, so we have no fear. And that's I guess that's the reason why we don't cry anymore. Mm. But situations like that have given me the ability to write for the words that I could not speak out loud mm. and say the things that I couldn't say. Mm. So I guess a lot of times that's where it comes from me. My inspiration would be from situations. Any other family uh, members musical? Um, my sister plays a little bit of drums, actually. She was in one of my bands for a while. We actually um, were runners-up for Battle of the Bands together. Mm. Um, my mom also sings, has the voice of an angel, and uh, also sings at church with me. Okay. So I think that's where I got it from, you know? I got I got my mom's voice and my dad's charming good looks. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. 
<laughs> now I know, I know for a fact that once this podcast is published, I know for a fact that your family is going to want to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, very, very, uh, yeah, yeah. So all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say now, I'm going to really embarrass you now, John. I'm listening. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Paul, do you realise your son blackmailed me? <laughs> he bribed me $50. Oh, $50. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't know oh, what you're dear. talking about. Oh, dear. You see, I won't go to heaven, mate. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Because I'll bribe him. Um, okay. Self-taught guitar lessons, thanks to YouTube. Yes. Um, did you find it that easy to learn? You know what? At first, it was a bit tricky. But with everything, it's a famous saying that my pastor has said to me throughout the years. And to this day, he still said to me. And if everything was easy, everybody would be doing it. Yeah. So I took that as a challenge. Mm -hmm. That if everybody could do it, then it's so easy. Okay, then. Well, what do I have to do to be everybody else? I don't want to be everybody else. I want to be John Paul. So I'm going to push myself to do bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I, I would spend about two, three hours online looking things up and watching covers and uh, watching a lot of tutorials and seeing how people played them a certain way and everything like that. Mm. Well, that's interesting because I've tried playing guitar and I just could not. I have a trouble with my left hand getting around the neck to do the chords. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, my fingers won't stretch. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm still trying to learn how to stretch my hands after almost 15 years of playing. So. You'll get there. You'll get there. It just takes a little bit of time. So, at the age of 13, you taught yourself to play El Mariachi. Yes. Why, which was... why that song? Now, I've listened to it. I've listened to the song. And it's been, it's been performed in different ways. The way that sticks in my head is... Anthony Banderas. Exactly. <laughs> and how that was played. And that was absolutely awesome to listen to. Yes. Actually, that was the reason why. And Because of, of him. <laughs> so, so why that song? It just sounded so cool. Well, it is <laughs> a cool song. To be 100% honest. It is a very it just cool because song. It, just because it just caught my ears, you know? And I guess it was, it was a challenging thing to hear. So I'm like, okay, fine. If it's a challenging thing to hear, then it must be a challenging thing to play. So I taught myself. Yeah, but El Marachi with the Anthony Anthony Banderas is with three guitarists. Yes. Where they are also <laughs> tapping tapping their guitars whilst Anthony carries on singing and playing. Yes. So how did you do that? Well, you know, I learned the song with all three different parts. And I pre-recorded myself once, and I realized, yeah, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> but it was a fun experience. You've got your guitar there, haven't you? I do. Go and play us a few chords from El Mariachi. Oh, man, I haven't played that song in over... Well, since I first learned it, it's I'll a challenge. be honest with you. I... It's a challenge. It is. Well, I could play something in that sort of style if you'd like to hear that Go instead. On yeah. All right. Let me see if I remember to play kind of that style. Mm -hmm. 
There we go. Bravo. Thank you, thank you. It is a Spanish-Mexican song with lots of yes. nimble finger work. Yes. Was that easy to master, or did you find that difficult? The finger work was probably the hardest part. The, the finger styling and uh, picking with your hands, is, it's, it's a bit challenging because you're doing two things at once. You're using both hands doing two, di- two different things, and you have to learn how to make them cohesive. Co- I think that's the word. And um, that's the only challenging part was getting both hands to do the same thing at the same time. And that's actually what I did in one of my covers for the song Let It Go by Passenger. Okay. Yes. Excellent. It was very interesting. <laughs> do you get blisters or, or do you cut your fingers on the, on the actual cords? You know, I've, I have had calluses before. I've had blisters on my hands before. I bled once, and that was because I was playing a four-hour set. But did it pay off? Yes, because it built the strength in my hands that I needed. Okay. We're going to take another break, uh, John. And okay. uh, we're going to play your next song, Being a Soldier's Life. Would you all like a little bit of insight on that? I was going to say, where did the idea come from for that song? Well, I'm sorry to uh, jump ahead of things. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, <laughs> the song, I most of my family is military, being my cousins, my uncles, my dad, my grandfathers. Um, everyone basically in the line of my family has been military, either in the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines. And most of my family has served mainly in the Air Force and Army. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I was in ROTC in high school. I was in Navy ROTC in high school. So one day I'm sitting in class and I'm starting to think, you know, I, I, I get a lot of vivid images in my head and, and imagery. And I started thinking of a battle scene. And I'm thinking to myself, what if you play it out like a, like a movie? The war is finally here. It's been building for years. My 16 has been locked and loaded. So soldiers grab your gear. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, they're taking off. Now they're at the battlefield. Grabbing your guns and supplies, don't be afraid to take somebody's life. When you've seen the whites in their eyes, then you know you shot down a deadly sight. And that's what I got through so far. And I was like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. Mm. Now, if I really want to write a song about soldiers, I have – because I'm not one. I've never been one. I've always wanted to be one, but never been one. Mm -hmm. But I'm a huge supporter. So what if I got the views of veterans and people that have been in war? Mm. So I did my research. I talked to people, and that's where that second verse comes in. When you're on the field, bullets flying right by your ears. When remembering everything that you saw will sooner or later bring your eyes to tears. Because the, PT- the PTSD, mm. people, have I've talked to them, and, and they tell you, you know, they're, all the memories that they have, and they start talking about it, brings them to tears, and, and the losing of their friends and, and their brothers. And it hit me a lot, you know? So every time that I perform that song, it's not just a, oh, here's another song. No, no, no. This song goes out to anybody that has served or is currently serving. This song goes out to you guys. This song is called A Soldier's Life. Wow. Okay, well, let's play it. Sounds good to me. Hope you guys enjoy.
songs like I'm Yours by Jason Mraz, which taught you how to sing and play at the same time. Yes. You entered the seventh grade talent show at your school, and you won first place. Yes. So, must have been pretty nerve-wracking and awesome all at the same time, right? It was a whole, uh, a whole uh, cocktail of uh, emotions. So, you started covering songs like Jason Mraz's it, I'm yours. Um, how did that manage to help you sing well, and play at the same time? I guess because they were simple chords to play, and they were one of the first, other than El Mariachi that I learned, was uh, one of the first songs that taught me chords. Basic chords, your G, D, E minor, C. The basic chords that any guitar player needs to build the structure of a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, throughout the song, you have a... You have a rhythm. You have a beat the whole time. Uh-huh. So that allowed me to overlap vocals onto it because it was so easy for me to follow a beat and oh. stay constant with the chords. Uh-huh. And then from there, I started learning how to do it while picking, learning while palm muting, learning while soloing, and here I am today what I do now. Wow. That beat sounds like something a bass player would play. Boom, Yep, it's a, it's a basic baseline beat as well. So where do you go from here? You've come through life meeting rather chaotic circumstances and emotional upheaval to the point you are now singing, playing, performing. So where do you go from here? Well, that's a good question, actually, because... You know, right now with the whole COVID-19 situation, it's kind of hard for us to do traveling. Mm. So playing a lot of live shows is probably going to be out of the question until maybe next year. But from here, my goal is to continue to write original material, mm-hmm. um, continue recording myself, and uh, producing new content for my fans on YouTube. Right. Basically using YouTube as an internet outlet mm. for my music. So what do you want to accomplish? My, my accomplishment is I want to be able to hit 1 million subscribers on YouTube. That is a big goal of mine, which is going to take a while still. <laughs> How many subscribers have you got? Uh, I'm about to hit 170,000. Wow. Okay. So you need uh, a heavy influx. Yes. That is uh, that is the goal still. But, uh, you know, we, we got to keep striving even when the numbers don't look as great to what you're envisioning. Well, everyone out there. Get on to John Paul's YouTube site and give him your support. I think he deserves it, don't you? Uh, are you looking for a record deal? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I've always wanted to, and I've seen, I've seen the the movies and and everyone when they get the record deals and the traveling and the photo shoots and and this and that. And why wouldn't you want to take a shot to try that at least? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I would love to get signed to a record label because I would like to see what it's like to live that life 
and it's always been a dream of mine. So if you could perform with any artist, oh, who would it be? Uh, well, here's the problem: is I like all genres, so you'd have to be specific <laughs> with the genre type. <laughs> That's the hardest question, honestly. Okay, so you don't know who you would want to perform with. Uh, well, I can just go through quickly and tell you, like, probably my, my top five, if that's fine with you. Okay. Uh, if it was country, it would be Luke Combs, hands down. Luke Combs is one of my favorite country artists of all times. Him and the legendary George Strait would mm -hmm. be amazing. If it was rock, I would love to perform with Event Sevenfold. Mm -hmm. I'd like to perform with Bullet from Valentine. Okay. And I would like to perform with uh, Blackstone Cherry. Wow, Okay. And uh, if we're going with the 80s, it would be, of course, with Iron Maiden, um, Def Leppard, Journey, and ooh, probably, I'm going to say Dawkin. Out of those artists, which is your favorite? It's <sighs> between Event Sevenfold and Iron Maiden. Well, you give me about five or six artists. But what I want to know is, which is your favourite artist? Iron Maiden. Oh, Maiden. Yes. So if they rang you up and said, hey, John Paul, do you fancy coming on a gig and supporting us? What would you say to that? Where's my ticket? Where's my ticket? <laughs> okay. You never quite know who's listening to this programme. Uh, well, the more people that listen, the better. <laughs> <laughs> well, as an artist... What's your daily regime? Oh, man. Um, well, let's see. I wake up. Um, I do hope so. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I wake up. I go ahead and grab some breakfast. And then I'll watch TV for a bit. And then I'll go back upstairs to my room, you know, lock the door, basically put up a sign that I'm recording. Please don't enter. And I'll start doing some new covers. You know, doing some new covers or I'll write out, jot down some notes about what I want to write about, um, track some guitars. Basically, my, my, my day revolves around music. And right now I'm barely starting out a new job. So I'm excited for that. But my, my life since then has been built around music. So where can we get hold of your music then, John? Uh, music, you can go ahead and find me on Reverb Nation slash I'm going to say John Paul Music 430. So it'd be John, J-O-N, Paul, P-A-U-L, Music, M-U-S-I-C, 430. And that's all together. One word. John Paul Music 430. Yes. And then you can also go ahead and find me on Bandcamp. Uh, that is, I don't remember the exact, um, what do you call it, the exact uh, link. But all you got to do is put in my name, John Paul, J-O-N space P-A-U-L. And, of course, my YouTube channel. Now, you're going to be playing out for us um, with your song, The Fallen Shall Rise. That is correct. And um, tell us a little bit about that song. So, uh, I don't remember if I stated this earlier, but the song was written with uh, a good friend of mine who was my ex-lead guitarist for the band that I had when I first started. Uh, we wrote this song to be a hard rock song. So, it was hard, you know, hard-hitting high vocals, um, very operatic sounding, kind of like if Iron Maiden and Killswitch had a baby. That's the best way I can put it. And uh, we uh, entered a contest called uh, Best Songwriter in El Paso. So we didn't want to go full band, so we're like, okay, let's make an acoustic rendition of it. Basically summing everything down, uh, tearing it down to the nitty-gritty, and basically just talking about what the lyrics are about. Basically about 
overcoming bullying and being the light to the darkness in people's life. And so with that being said, we entered the contest and we ended up getting first place. Wow. Okay. So that song has meaning to both the heavy rendition and the acoustic one. But to this day, me personally, I still perform it at my live shows because it's always been one of my favorite songs. And it always will be because it has meaning to me. Wow. Okay. But I couldn't have written that song without them. And I do appreciate them for doing what they've done in my life. If I can just give a quick shout out to them, yeah, I yeah, would have yeah. gladly appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Personal shout out to uh, Ruben Antonio Zamora. Um, he's in a band called Bridge of Blaze. Go ahead and check them out as well. And uh, to my other guitarist and very close friend, Abel Lara. Uh, I don't know what he's doing right now at the moment, but I know he's still involved in music. And I wish them both the best where they're at right now and mm-hmm. best in future endeavors. Well, welcome, guys. And... Um... Yeah, a big shout out to you. Uh, it does leave me one thing to say, John, because oh, um, okay. I want to say thanks for coming on the show. Um, I do appreciate you for having me. And without a doubt, I would love to have you back again anytime. I'd love to be back. <laughs> and as I say to everyone that comes onto the show, it leaves me one thing to say. John Paul, you are a new star. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Fallen Show Rise. Let's rise. Shall rise once 
That was John Paul, from almost going blind and being bullied as a child, to an artistic, charismatic and talented young man. There's a lesson to be learnt here though. For all the pain those bullies inflicted on John, all it did was to make him more determined to succeed. Being a bully because someone is different doesn't make them a source for ridicule. It makes them unique and have qualities bullies can only dream of having. John Paul is not just chasing his dream, he's making it a career. You can catch John Paul on Reverb Nation, YouTube and Bandcamp. If you've liked this episode, then please click, subscribe, like and share. And then add your comments. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. And join me next time when I chat to another new star. Shower!